a warning, our next conversation talks about the rape of a child. In a village in the Indian state of Jharkhand, something brutal happened. Three young men raped a 13-year-old girl after a wedding in 2017. The girl survived, made it home. Then her family wanted justice. Disobeying the wishes of their community, the family filed criminal charges against the men who did it. Here's the girl's father, Ranjit. He's saying, as her father, I deeply regret I wasn't able to protect her. I feel I wasn't vigilant enough, so this happened. Nisha Pahuja is the writer and director of To Kill a Tiger, a documentary that tells the family's story. It's now an Academy Award nominee for Best Documentary Feature Film. I spoke to Nisha last October. Here's that conversation. So, Nisha, sadly, rape is so common in India. As as your own film states, it's estimated 90% of rapes go unreported. Why did you decide to spend so much time telling this particular story? Yeah, I've, I've been interested in exploring the issue of gender justice and um, violence against women in India for a number of years. And I felt that this particular film, what I was trying to get at was just... It felt like this particular story could illuminate, you know, the why behind the headlines that uh, continually come out of India. And can you just set the scene for us? Where did this young girl live in India and and what was the climate there around issues of rape? She grew up in a place called Bero, which is a region in Charkand, which is the northeast of India. And in her community, in in her village, and, and this is fairly common, you know, there's a sense of shame and a, a loss of a loss of honor to the family and a loss of honor to the community. So sexual assault, sexual, sexual violence is suppressed in the community. It's not talked about, you know, it's, it's, it's hidden. And of course, what was so exceptional and what was so unusual about this particular family is how they broke the mold, the courage that they had. And uh, this conviction and a belief in justice and also in doing the right thing to ensure that it didn't happen to others. So villages like the one this young girl, Kiran, lived in, and Kiran is a name that you give her to conceal her identity, they often deal with matters internally. And the village decided that the best solution in this case, and some called it a compromise, was to marry the victim to one of the rapists and that all the rapists, all three of them, be forgiven and set free. I have to say to an outsider and to some of the gender justice activists in your documentary, that was just shocking. Mm -hmm. But even some of the women in the village supported that idea instead of going to the criminal courts to seek justice. Why? Why? Well, because patriarchy is a system with many tentacles. And, you know, women support that system. They don't understand that they're supporting that system, but they do uphold that system. I think that particular scene is is shocking for a lot of people in the West, especially. But for me, because I've spent so much time in India, it it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise at all. Mm. Well, the hero of your story is really Kiran's father, who against all the odds, including death threats, stands firmly by his daughter to pursue justice through the courts. Why is it so uncommon for a father to do this in India? 
fundamentally, I, I would say that girls are just valued less than boys. They're just not given the same importance. And, you know, that's because boys are additive. Boys take care of their, their families, right? Whereas girls, because of dowry, they take wealth from the family. They're never seen as belonging to the family. And I think also it has to do with shame. It has to do with ideas that a woman's virginity and a girl's virginity, that is part of your family honor. It's part of community honor. And you are the guardian of that, right? So for you to come forward and say that you weren't able to protect that honor means that you have failed as a man. And and lost in all of that, I think, and again, this might be just such a Western lens, but, you know, nobody really, not, I don't even feel like the gender justice activists who are helping the family get justice through the courts really looked at the child and the trauma that she must have experienced. I don't know, it, it just felt like there were many people in the village saying she was at fault for staying out late at the family wedding where the rape occurred, that she had a stain on her because she was raped. And yet it didn't seem like anyone was helping her deal with the trauma, despite the fact that her family was pursuing justice. So I'm wondering how she made it through all of that. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely something that we think about and we talk about and I'm in touch with the family and I'm in touch with her regularly. She's in a much, much better place right now. And I think for her, a lot of it was the support that she received from her family. Like they believed her. Nobody made her, her parents, her family, they didn't make her feel guilty. They didn't make her feel ashamed, right? Like they really yeah. were on her side. And that was a tremendous amount of support. But I think that is definitely changing in India as well, that culture, you know, and, and that recognition mm -hmm. of child rights and trauma. And I want to ask you a little bit about your role because you don't shy away from showing us that you as filmmakers, you know, the village, the villagers started to see you as instigators of trouble for supporting the family because your cameras kept showing up and they felt like you were telling a shameful story about their village, you know, and in, in some ways you were and they yeah. wanted you all out. And, and yes. I want to know how you walked the line between making your film and not, you know, clearly you didn't want to do this, but, but making things worse for the family. You know, why we continued is because the family wanted us to keep filming. And the reason they wanted us to keep filming was we were an added protection. Just the, the fact that we were there bearing witness, documenting, showing up was also a protection for them. And, mm. and in the court, it actually meant that they were taken seriously. Mm. I mean, otherwise, anything could have happened, right? I mean, it's so rare for these cases to actually get prosecuted. There's so much corruption in the system. Anything could have happened. So it's tempting, Nisha, to dismiss what happened as something that only happens in, in a backward village in rural India. What do yeah. you say to people who might think that? Of course, that's what we want to think, right? It's, it's a lot easier to say that the problem is over there. It's a lot harder to look inside and to look, you know, to look within our own communities and our own nations and to recognize the issues that exist here. You know, I was speaking to somebody today and I think it's five years since, since Me Too, 
right? And yeah. six. I don't know how much has really changed. And if you if you look at sort of statistics around sexual assault and rape in the United States, they're really shocking. You cannot say that it's a problem that just exists over there. It's universal. What do you hope people take from watching your documentary? Because on the one hand, it's a little bit depressing to see this this family have to fight against these odds. But on the other hand, it's it's very inspiring to see them do it. Yeah. For me, there's a number of different things. I, I, I think part of it for sure is the sense of, of men standing up, of us, you know, as women not fighting this fight alone, the need to look at masculinity, the need to understand that piece and to understand that that's a piece that actually plays a huge role in, you know, not just the oppression of, of women, but also the oppression of men and, you know, re, redefining masculinity, coming up with healthy masculinities. But I think on a sort of on a more philosophical level, it's just how slow change is, but how necessary it is to take that step, you know, to have the courage to take that step. That's my conversation with Nisha Pahuja, the writer and director of To Kill a Tiger. It's an Academy Award nominee for Best Documentary Feature Film.